A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Your Questions Answered. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Adam Nicholas from What Culture to answer your burning wrestling questions. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture as i said though i'm adam wilborn joined by adam nicholas to take on the q and a community uh people who sent us questions to me on twitter at adam wilborn you can follow adam nicholas at it's adam nicholas and let's dive straight into it with a very simple question from wesley here adam nicholas who should win money in the bank me i'll win <laughs> money in the bank how do you like them apples eh wesley <laughs> were you like me were you no. really thrown when they suddenly went is Hell in a Cell next month? And I was like, what's going on? Yeah, it's very confused. Very confused. Although I kind of like this idea of a shuffle, like a pay-per-view shuffle up, make things feel a bit fresher. I just, I guess we'll find out if it works or not, won't we? Because we're kind of used to certain timings for when things are building into stuff. Hmm. Who should win money in the bank? Um, I guess there's a lot of kind of, I, I would think back to the sort of WrestleMania and the people who you would imagine were sort of on that trajectory, like heading towards the title picture. I'm really into everything and anything to do with Big E, full stop, mm. like just in general, uh, everything that he's doing. I know obviously he's lost the belt recently, but usually you could find that being a, a sort of launching pad for something new. I guess we're going to have a bunch of people in that category. Someone like Cesaro would also be probably in that category because of a, you're just coming off the back of that amazing match with Roman Reigns. How good was that, by the way? Um, <sighs> then again, though, I could also see them going down the route of someone like a Seth Rollins. Like, uh, he doesn't necessarily, he's the heel. I know that it kind of fits better for a Money in the Bank briefcase winner to be the heel. Um, and I think someone like him would probably do well. And that'd be the immediate question. So what about if he goes and challenges Roman? Oh, all this kind of thing. Um, I think there's a pretty, there's, there's, a, there's three for you, but there's a wide selection really, I think this year in particular. 
I always get so giddy about money in the bank. And then half the time they're like, oh, could it be Randy Orton? And I'm like, oh, so it's just, you're limiting my numbers down to like four people now. We literally did a podcast on this a few weeks ago, me and uh, Hamlet, because I was like, right, we've got to do this before, of, you know, before we get past WrestleMania Backlash, because then they'll be straight into the money in the bank content. And obviously we don't really know when money in the bank is. I think the latest speculation, as far as I know, I don't think this has been confirmed, is it's going to be the show in July with fans actually attending. But then elsewhere, I've heard people talk about that being extreme rules. So who bloody knows? Um, yeah, Big E, I think, was one of the big names that we, we settled on. Um, Cesaro's a great shout. You could have something, like, really out there, like a Daniel Bryan, in terms mm-hmm. of the fact that just because he's banished from SmackDown does not mean he can't compete at Money in the Bank yeah. or what have you. Uh, you know, And just don't mention him until Money in the Bank, if that was the case. Just, mm-hmm. just completely don't mention him at all and have him return as a surprise. That would be cool. I'd like that. Imagine one of the Usos winning it. That would be slightly mm-hmm. awkward on Friday nights as well, particularly yeah. if it was Jimmy. Um, but another big name, I think of, I like Seth Rollins as a suggestion. I'm mainly suggesting this, preferably so he can move to Mondays and salvage that bloody show. But don't rule out your boy Edge. He's got a long history with this briefcase. And mm-hmm. he's disappeared for a while. And he's definitely... like It could be anyone. They could decide randomly, oh... I like the crown stuff he's doing, so we're going to give it to Shinsuke. But I think it's it's more likely to be someone like a, a Big E. And they'll probably just put Ricochet in there and be like, maybe it could be Ricochet. And it's like, you're beating him every week. I think the worst part is that it could be Ricochet. Like, if it was me and you booking this, oh, it could yeah. be Ricochet. In reality, it won't be Ricochet because WWE are stupid and annoying. I will say, though, don't you be bringing slander towards Shinsuke Nakamura's crown. I'm not having this. I saw I mean, him driving man, it, driving in the car, wearing it, it earlier. I'm telling you, man, there is content in this crown, let me tell you. I mean, I don't think it's as good as the crown he was wearing in New Japan, but it is still content-worthy. And if anybody can pull it off, Shinsuke Nakamura is the man. But yeah, thank you for that question, Wesley. I'm going to actually go with the, the name that I pitched in December, which is still Adam Cole, because that's how you oh. bring him the But I don't see that happening whatsoever. So I think Vince McMahon would... Eat him up. He'd go in hairy and Vince McMahon would spit him out bald. He'd have no chance. It'd be I like love Adam Cole. Cole. I should point out as well, I love Adam Cole. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of him getting destroyed by the main roster. No, he'd give him a comedy-sized briefcase that he can hide behind because Vince, Vince just can't go, he'd be small. How is he good? I don't know. Maybe because size isn't everything. Just a thought, eh, <laughs> hey there, Vince. Get Baron to get the old dollhouse he got out for Finn Balor. Just bring that back. I'm sure they've still got a rental on that. And there you go. He's already off to a flying start. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be terrified that just because we're saying, Wesley, that Adam Cole's going to win Money in the Bank does not mean he's going to cash it in and win with the title. <laughs> yeah, true. true. Uh, but speaking of Money in the Bank, the Money in the Bank is, is genuinely one of my favourite shows of the year. And mm. uh, it kind of links to Sarah's question. Sarah Louise Buglass, thank you as always for getting in contact, Sarah. Uh, Sarah says, with things opening up, if you had a free ticket, including travel, to any wrestling show or pay-per-view, what would you pick? And why? I think we've spoken about this before because obviously we were very lucky to go to WrestleMania and you've been to mm. WrestleMania, of course, in the past. But yeah, what's one of those shows on that bucket list of yours? Well, if we had a time machine, <laughs> <laughs> it could be any number of shows I would go back in time to watch. Assuming we don't, though, um, I think we've got to, we physically would have to pick the Royal Rumble. It would have to be. Yeah. Because if you're going to go to a live show, 
like Money in the Bank would be great as well. Like, I think that would be awesome because these are the shows that where it's big on the night, isn't it? Whether you want to go to one of them shows live where the possibilities are there. Yes, you probably end the night miserable because bloop, 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 the fiends come back out and Alexa has got the money in the bank for both men <laughs> and the women. But still, being there live, that even watching it at home live when it's you and a couple of mates is amazing, watching the Royal Rumble, because you get yourself all worked up into what might happen. Imagine if we'd been there for the Royal Rumble when Edge had won. I would not be here today. I would not have made it. I would have had a heart attack from pure glee at uh, that Royal Rumble, and that would have been the end of it. So I would say, for me personally, I would go for a Rumble, certainly. It's got to be on the bucket list. The go-to, I think you're right. You know, I'm sure it'd be incredible. I'd love to, to, to just, I don't really know enough about it to, to know which would be, I assume Wrestle Kingdom would be the, the great you know mm. Japanese show. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a great show. But I have to say that my mind, like yours, it went immediate. I mean, you wouldn't be here after the Royal Rumble because you'd have jumped the barricade when it looked like Randy Orton was going to take Edge out. No, I'll save you, Adam. <laughs> just... Yeah, I would have RKO'd Randy Orton before he even got in that ring just for the crack. He would have kicked the crap out of me after that, but yeah. I would have done it to save my boy. Do you know what it is? You've actually made a great shout there because I'd love to go to Japan as well. I've never been. Mm. And I think uh, Wrestle Kingdom would be a perfect excuse to go and explore Japan at the same time. So, yes, that would also be on the list, I think. But certainly, yeah. You know, we, we've been talking, or we did talk <laughs> before the ongoing Global Bastard about, you know, being more representative and, and being represent being there for, for more shows outside of WrestleMania, you know, sending what culture to it. And I was there like you just saying, well, I'll go to the Rumble. I don't have to go to Mania yeah. anymore. I've been there. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go Rumble. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's top of my list. I've, I'm very rude. I forgot to ask you regarding female Money in the Bank winners because that's kind of wide Ooh. open, that, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is wide open. That is. That's very That's very bad of us. We've just jumped on the blokes there. Mm. Typical lads, eh? Ugh, um, sorry, women, women. I know. Sorry. Uh, sorry, folks. The women I would have had to win this. Oh, God. Well, the thing is, I guess it, it was easy back in the day when they hadn't pulled the trigger on Bianca and Rhea, wasn't it? Because mm. we assumed they weren't going to do that for ages. So we might have them to just kind of ponder for a question like this. Who to win? I mean, it's, let's have a think. Who's in that division? Is it bad? Is it bad that when I'm thinking about this, aside from like Liv Morgan, who hasn't really been utilised, mm. I'm kind of dismissing a lot of main roster talent because I'm like, you know, even like Shayna Baszler, I'm like, oh, that's a real salvage job you've got there. Whereas my brain, when you said when we said that, suddenly went, well, if you want to get her on the main roster, give it to Io Shirai because my word, imagine that. Now there's a great shout. Io Shirai would be a, a great fit, and obviously, I genuinely do feel like she would inject some something new to that um, main roster. It's it's frustrating, isn't it? Because the, there's so many great talents up there, and it doesn't feel though at the minute like it's firing on all, on all cylinders the way it should be. My brain, though, immediately just went, wouldn't Bailey be absolutely insufferable with the oh. money in the bank briefcase? Of course she would. She would be the best. She'd just ham it up for ages and ages and be absolutely insufferable. Imagine an episode of Ding Dong Hello where she's got the briefcase. Like, forget about it. It's money. It's worth it. And, and she's probably put herself right in prime position for it, I would say. You're right, though. I think if you wanted to go in a long, a long, like, it would be a long old task and it would take quite the salvage. But Baszler is a believable one, I guess, uh, from a heel perspective. But at the minute, I think she's been paired with Nia Jax for so long. People have kind of just, their eyes have glazed over with that, haven't they? And she's, we talk about this every week on the, the Raw Review. She's always the one they get to get pinned. 
Like I, I yeah. dread to think how many pinfalls she suffered in the last year or so off the back of her loss at WrestleMania, um, which shouldn't have happened. And I've, I've talked myself hoarse about that many, many times. But uh, and I watched randomly saw in Squared Circle the other day when she's facing Ember Moon at a takeover, yeah. and she's popping her shoulder back in on the ring post because it's been dissipated. Yeah. Oh, God damn! I was it, like, man. how have you this up? I mean, you've got you've yeah. already you know we've lost one of the four horsewomen. I saw the I think it was Pollard, Andrew Pollard, uh, one of our brilliant writers, wrote up the story regarding Jasmine uh, Duke being released, mm. and said, yeah, mentioned the fact that they had. The eight horsewomen there, ready, like, and just went. There. I leave it, don't it? And we're like, okay, this is this is the summer of punk all over again. Where at the time I go, all right, yeah, yeah, come on about it. But they, they trust me. We're going somewhere with this one, and then you get to hit today, and you go, yeah. oh no, no, they just they don't like giving us nice things. They so didn't do it, did they? Just didn't yeah, pull Shane, it. Shane, Shane, Shane would be nice, and but I go, yeah, now you said Bailey, yeah. And Bailey's the sort of person to tease and tease and tease and then cash in on Raw. Like, you're like, oh, she's going to get it, she's going to get it. Oh, Rhea Ripley, bollocks to you. And then you're just like, oh, that just brings a whole new level of intrigue to it and, all. And I mean, there's a match you haven't had, you know what I mean? Or you, you'd certainly want, I think you might have had actually, uh, in the build-up to the Survivor Series. But Bailey and Ripley would be, that's, it feels fresh, doesn't it? Something mm. like that just feels a bit different. Yeah, she'd be my pick, I think, Bailey. That's a hell of a shout. Um... Great question here from Ted the Hillbilly Heel, who says, since John Cena hosts a show on TBS, how long after AEW move before rumours start of him going to AEW? I love this. They started when they started showing the little, you know, the corner graphic of him with the wipeout or whatever it is, the show that he does. So, yeah. When will John Cena go to all? When will he become all elite out of Nicholas? Well, if my sources are correct, Adam Wilborn, it should be in about, well, in two days then. <laughs> no, I, I, do you know what? It's hard to gauge this because we all assume that he wouldn't, right? Because you'd assume he's tight with Vince. He was mm. Vince's boy for years and Vince would probably have them up. I can't imagine he would ever go to Vince, uh, ever not go to Vince if he did indeed get an offer from mm. AEW and like, ask essentially either for his blessing or make me a bigger one because I don't want to like betray you. Um but that you genuinely don't know, do you? Because at the end of the day, if 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 John Cena is a businessman, and he is a businessman as we know, I don't know if you could completely and utterly rule it out. I don't think it'll be happening anytime soon, put it that way. I think if John Cena is going to give a wrestling match to a company, WWE are going to get first refusal on that, in my opinion. But it would be fascinating. There's enough intrigue there. And I tell you what, that would honestly send the world upside down, that would. Right. I mean, you think about how big the reaction was just for someone like Big Show going there. I say mm. it just for Big Show. Still a huge name, Paul White. But like, the John Cena going to AEW would be earth-shattering. It would be like when my friend messaged me when it was Christian who turned up at um, at the AEW. Revolution, mm. was it? Yeah, Revolution, oh. yeah. When, he, when Christian turned up, my mate texted Texas saying, can you believe who's turned up? And I said, like, don't tell me. I'll, I'm, I'm excited. I'm now. I'm, it's obviously someone good. <laughs> and it was, and not that it, Christian wasn't good, but it wasn't. It sent my expectation to the roof where I was thinking it must be Brock or it must yeah. be Cena or it must be Punk because why would my mate, who's not that big a wrestling fan, be messaging me going, "Have you seen? Have you seen?" So I genuinely think that would break the internet if John Cena went to AEW. Yes, yeah, certainly in terms of you know very casual wrestling fans that I know. Uh, AEW is still 
you know, it, it requires an explanation each time where they say, oh, where's this? Where's Chris Jericho at now? Or I saw JR doing some commentary on somewhere and it's still not quite in the vernacular of, of wrestling fans. They're, they're very casual wrestling fans, uh, friends that I have. Um, but yeah, in terms of putting yourself further on the map and the fact they've got, what is it? This eight figure deal now from WarnerMania. They've got even yeah, more money burning holes in their pockets. Who knows? I don't think it'll happen. A, because John Cena is clearly having a ball in Hollywood. Uh, I saw him. Uh, on a talk show recently. I think it was Colbert. I think he popped into Stephen Colbert's show and mm. just clearly promoting and doing the Suicide Squad is just so much fun for him. And he's got a TV show as well coming off the back of that, hasn't he? I don't know for sure, but what I was going to say there was you've hit the nail on the head. After Suicide Squad, and assuming that James Gunn makes an absolute home run of this, because we all know the last one kind of did a little bump in the road, Um if he's if he's good in this, which he looks like he's going to be, yeah. I mean that trailer alone was enough to get you interested. It could be the launching pad for Cena. This in the same way that it was like a sort of bigger worldwide recognition for Dave Batista when he obviously went and did the Drax role in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. It's the same level of thing. This this is a huge moment for Cena, and that suddenly makes him. He's already a huge like co- a commodity. If he if he can start cracking Hollywood as well, there. Imagine that if he's cracked Hollywood and then he goes to, I mean, huge, huge. I don't think it's going to happen, but huge anyway. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's look through some more of your questions that got sent to me at Adam Wilborn on Twitter. You can send your questions to Adam Nicholas as well at it's Adam Nicholas. I like some of these questions here, Nicholas, because some of them are, you know, genuinely like posing tough questions to us. And some are sort of like, really hope this happens. What do you reckon the feasibility of it is? And this personifies this from John Harrison. With the return of fans coming soon, aside from a potential new stage design, do you think WWE will actually start trying or will they just deliver the same old bollocks? <laughs> Peace and love, boys. Peace and love, John. Uh, thank you for your question. Um, yeah, will 
WWE come good, you reckon, when, when fans return? I, I, I still, despite my pessimism, despite my anger and fury on a weekly basis for something like Monday Night Raw, I still watch things like SmackDown and, and, and flashes of the pay-per-views and think there's still there's something there deep down in WWE that they're, yeah, they're still, you're telling me there's a chance. But I sincerely doubt that they're going to be like, right, guys, starting again from now. We're going to start trying to book well. It's just going to be more fans and more noise, one would assume, when fans actually return in. I think July is, is, the, ne- is the next posed date. John, I love, I love your enthusiasm, my friend. I really do. Adam Wilborn is a man who watches this show every single week. Monday Night Raw, specifically. doesn't actually have to technically watch SmackDown if he doesn't want to, but also watches that. Probably as an elixir to get rid of the Monday wars <laughs> that he's had. But, and he's still, you're still saying there's a chance. And that's, as much as we'd like to, to write it off, that's the problem. And also, the beauty of wrestling. Because unfortunately, every now and again, it just comes good and it goes good and it gets you right back in your, right in, as Simon Miller would say, right in your tum-tum and it makes you think, I need to stick around now because it might just be about to get good. Even if it's for like a three-month stretch, that's kind of like a lifetime in the world of wrestling Mm. and you have to be there when it happens. The problem is it feels like there's been such a long stretch in between one of those huge, incredible runs. Now, the Roman stuff has been great on SmackDown and that's kind of helped like remind you what they could do. Imagine if they did that for like everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. had like a, a storyline like back in the day and it was just from top to bottom. If only a company would do something like that, Adam, like where would you find a company who was doing great stuff? Like, oh, that's right. It's just down the road. Uh, AEW will deliver that kind of thing on a regular basis, which feels like more of a banger. That's not, listen, I'm both. I enjoy both yeah. products, I have to say AW is the one where if I know I want a banger where every match pretty much matches uh, matters, sorry, on that mm-hmm. card, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna put time into it, which is the important thing when you get our age, it boils down to the time you're putting into it and what you're gonna get back out of it. And it's just hard when you're trying to weigh up the time that goes into watching WWE compared to what you're gonna get out of it. It's never the the juice is never worth the squeeze. Mm. Or the squeeze is never worth the juice, whichever way around that goes. <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll suffer the same thing as me as you heap praise on either WWE or AEW. You you know, just sometimes just nice to say, "Oh, I really enjoyed watching this," and you get pelters from mm. both sides saying, "Oh, you're a you're a mark for WWE, you're a mark for AEW, you're a paid shill for one of these companies." No, you know what? <laughs> I'd love my week is centered around wrestling. It's like Monday is the yeah. is all out from a pay per view or a preview to Raw, of course, every week. Then you've got Raw, then you've got NXT, then you've got Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Then if Impact was was good and, and more widely recognized, we'd probably cover that more. Then you've got SmackDown, you're going to have Rampage and all that stuff to come. I'd love my week to be like, whoa, I can't get over how much great... I don't I don't need the palate cleanser of some crap on Monday to be like, well, no. now I more appreciate what's going on on yeah. NXT. NXT's got a lot better, by the way. If you've dropped out watching NXT, go and watch that again, because it's really good again now, in my opinion. And the, the, the ratings really don't reflect the, the improvement that we've seen since they moved from Wednesdays, in my opinion. But like, yeah, Dynamite. Like Dynamite's got faults too. This week's Dynamite was... Yeah. fine at best there were some enjoyable moments but it's, it's two weeks before a pay-per-view they are you know slightly holding back and it's two weeks removed from a tv pay-per-view effectively i uh, but there's always that little bit of me and it's not me sat there going well when vince goes that's when it's going to get good because i don't believe it is it needs 
com- comprehensive change. And that's not just get rid of Vince because he's baked those that ideals into this company now. So it's going to be like people act like it's just going to be suddenly like Monday Night Raw, Pyro, everything's great again. It is going to be a slow change. But I think the, the only thing you can do, aside from stop watching, which I would have done on Monday Night Raw <laughs> a year ago, probably. The only thing you do is try and, you know, heat praise on the stuff that, and then hope that that, they go, oh, this did well. Let's do more of this. Like the Bailey and Sasha stuff. We talked about that time and time and time again last year. The Roman stuff. It's like, you don't have to do this. You know, you don't have to make Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns, but in red, you know, you just have to take the central elements of that and hope that WWE recognizes and just get like shooting on the, I think I do, do think that it's, you know, it's funny and it's nice to, you know, get responses and stuff on Twitter, but burying half the stuff they do on Twitter is also, I think some people's way of thinking, maybe if they realize how many people, I know they'll think, well, they're tweeting about it. So, you know, any, any publicity is good publicity, mm. but just tweeting going, what the f- is this with Lily and bloody whatever they're doing with the, the women's tag titles and all that. It's just, I don't know. It, I, I'm certainly not an eternal optimist in the mold of Simon Miller, but I'd like to think that I'm always there going, come on, Raw, be good again. I want to, I want to write that podcast write-up that says Raw is back and it's great again or whatever. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. It seems less and less likely the more and more Vince <laughs> stranglehold and his, and his content creation that WWE is, is morphing into becomes more and more apparent. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Like, like you say, imagine how good it would be if all the wrestling shows were just good. Like, and I don't even, you know, we have colleagues who, in the two Michaels, who absolutely will hold wrestling to a high, higher standard, I would argue, than probably I would. I don't need my every show to be 10 out of 10. I, I'm all right with a show that is, as long as it does what it needs to do, I don't need it to be like a 10 out of 10 because it makes me appreciate the 10 out of 10s when they mm, happen. Yeah. I don't want it to be bad. But I don't, I, it will always get leeway if it was just an okay show with some good bits on it. That is also good. This is weekly television. It's hard to do. It's not easy. Like, you don't want to, if, if you had a playlist, you wouldn't want the playlist to just be like a thousand bangers in a row. If you were trying to measure out a mood, you might want to try and bring it up and bring it down a bit. Some people are probably going to disagree with that. Fair enough. But like, it's not. It doesn't need to be the highest, highest caliber. I'm not going to compare it in the sort of same way that I would compare cinema. I'm not going to, because I'm only going to set myself up for failure. Like, and you know, you can enjoy your wrestling however you enjoy your wrestling. But right now it's hard to watch the, certainly Monday Night Raw, Mm. you know, Predator Smackdown. I think it's definitely, I think Raw makes it look really, really good at times as well. That helps. Um, But there's been great stuff. And you see how, like, say, for example, the Roman Reigns stuff has pulled other people into that orbit because you've got to have people who are interacting with this really good storyline. Ergo, we've seen like excellence from, I mean, not that they needed it, but Daniel Bryan coming mm. into it, producing some great stuff with Roman. Cesaro coming into it, producing some great stuff with Roman. Rollins is teasing, like getting involved with all of this mm. now. As much as I don't know if I need to see Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins back together yet, again, it brings good stuff into the orbit and then that's how you carry it on and like suddenly someone else has got the rub. Even Apollo Crews feels like them interactions he had with Roman ended up leading to him with the change of character, which now I feel has made him miles more entertaining to watch yeah. and more interesting of a character now. Like, 
those didn't feel like that, that they are this or those are huge leaps in the like in the unknown these are things you know how to do for whatever reason they just choose not to do them and so to answer john's question i guess if we go all the way back it's up to you john if you want to stick at it i think you should um if it was my if i had to pick one brand i would watch uh smackdown personally at the moment i've actually myself uh you were just promoting it there. I've actually disengaged with NXT a lot recently based on the prior stuff where I wasn't enjoying it so much. And I've heard nothing but good things, but I'm a bit hesitant to go back just because my time is precious. And like, But I have heard good things and I've seen a few of the great results from uh, this week's uh, NXT did make me want to get back into it. So I would say there's that's where I would go. But if you're looking at Monday Night Raw, I would suggest... It, you're gonna you keep looking, <laughs> keep yeah, looking. It, 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 they can't make a three-hour wrestling show that's good across the board, and they will never stop making it three hours because it's preposterous. Yeah. They wouldn't think, oh yeah, well we can sacrifice an hour of advertising revenue to make the show good. They're like, ah, we'll sacrifice the show being good for proportions of it. If for anything, revenue. They're more likely to make it four hours is what yeah. they're more likely <laughs> yeah. to do, and put more ad revenue in and more rubbish. That's what they, they're more likely to do. They put. Elias versus AJ Styles. It went 12 minutes and went to a DQ this week. That's that's like two heels, ostensibly heels, going to a DQ. That's what they think of you. And I've just remembered, is a fix WWE and make them try hard. It also answers our first question. You give Sami Zayn the money in the bank briefcase because he's the greatest thing. Mm, so that's good. a good, that's a really good call, actually. A really good. How can I let Sami fall out me? me? I, I, I'm just scared to say his name again because I remember saying it. I was watching, there was a clip when, maybe when Brock won it. Uh, it was someone doing the rounds on social media the other day. And I was like, oh, I remember that one because I remember going, oh my God, Sammy's in the perfect position to win money in the bank. And then, <laughs> and then they, but I think they put him in a bin. I think Braun put him in a bin or like hung him upside down. And they went, he did. Yeah. He literally put him in the bin, didn't he? He put him in an actual bin. You're not wrong. Part of me probably oh. having a bit of a breakdown a few years ago that, but... Uh, yeah, get back into NXT, especially because they're having like a title match a week, which makes you think, oh my God, that's exactly what they did against AEW. Yeah. But all of these actually make sense. It's like, yeah. it's just, I didn't watch the good old days uh, when they were first on, but from the reports well, from Sidgwick, it's very comparable to that in terms of them going back to that sort of thing. Well, they've got a formula that works and it was working really well. And I would stand and buy it even like remember that period during the beginning of the quote unquote Wednesday night wars. Like it was amazing, genuinely great stuff. Two brands producing amazing wrestling, and then one of them lost their way trying to stop the other brand rather than just doing what they're good at. And it, it became frustrating. And I'm someone who stayed with NXT even through times when nobody else watched it, like before the Wednesday night wars and all that. I was with it every week, and it was just enough to kind of make me lose interest. Like and it, it really feels like I need that time to be, I need it to, to know it's going to be good. That's an extra two hours of my week and it's like, I need to know it's going to be good. I'm luckily not in a position where I have to do content on stuff every week, mm-hmm. which I know obviously it doesn't apply the same for yourself. But if, you know, I would love to watch it every week and just watch it and enjoy it. I would. Well, I'll say this next week. I think there's a, I think there's a women's tag title match, mm-hmm. which, you know, Candice LeRae, great. We'll get to a question actually related to that in a second. You've obviously also got Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the world title. More importantly mm-hmm. than all that, though, a million-dollar face-off. There's a million-dollar face-off with yes. Teddy Yossi and Cameron Grimes next week. So I have been keeping it in my tabs on these. because I, I, I do I do like to go through the gallery and see what's going on on the website every now and again. And the, that is the stuff that has interested me the most, is the Ted DiBiase stuff. 
I think. And, and obviously, I really enjoyed the spoilers, I guess, in case you haven't watched it yet. But Bronson Reed getting the belt this week hmm. uh, feels like, I feel like that should have happened a little bit earlier uh, when I was watching yes. the last pay-per-view, probably. But still, good to see that it's happened. And assuming he hasn't been crap for three weeks or four weeks or maybe more, I've lost count of how many weeks I haven't watched NXT probably for now. I feel like that's a good choice personally because it reminds me of the formula that NXT has when you yeah. watch someone start and you know that in X amount of months, that person is going to be in this other position. That's why it was good because you could get behind people and it was going to pay off. And man, oh man, did I miss that. Yeah, very quickly, get on the Everise train because it's about to leave the station. Oh, I'm, I was on the Everise train before I stopped watching NXT. Don't oh. you worry about that. They did. A, Those they guys did are gold, more. particular on NXT, on NXT, on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw it this week, but one got chinned by Raquel Gonzalez. Wow, okay, I need to find that. I will hunt that out. Flagged off their show, or she said, I've never heard of your show. And one of them went, excuse me? And then <laughs> they went, what, what, you got a problem? You want to take a swing at me? And literally, as the other one was saying, there's no way yeah. in hell she's going to do it. <laughs> got chinned. It was spectacular. So, yeah. Oh, but, that, that, they do that, you're going to take a swing so well. And they know what they've got there. And that, I was sold on Everise as soon as I knew that Kevin Owens was endorsing them because yeah. he's not going to endorse a bad act, Kevin Owens. He knows what he's doing. How do you like that? I want I want a T-shirt with, how do you like that on it? How they, do you like that? It's yeah. really good stuff. Uh, you mentioned NXT. Excellent. We'll fly through some final questions as we wrap up here. Uh, Mr. Phoenix, regular contributor on our live streams, of course. Thank you, as always, for getting in contact. Says, with big boy Bronson getting the North American title, can we get Gargano and Theory in the tag scene? I can't think of a faction ever that has been a tag team of four tag team champions. Hashtag the way community. Also, can Nicholas tell the story from Chatty Faces about the shaggers in the theatre? <laughs> No, I'm not telling that story again. <laughs> Go I'll save that for the next lap. Yeah, there's plenty of live stream of me telling that story, but the short and boring version is I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy and two people. I'd gone at a specifically gone at a late time because I like to go to the cinema and just have almost all to myself. And unfortunately, when I was there, two people were shagging in the cinema. Or I assume shagging, either that or someone had just banged that shin really hard and was doing the Peter Griffin <laughs> <laughs> Peter Griffin moan for a sore knee or sore shin. But um, what was the other part of the question? Sorry. Gargano and Theory getting into the tag scene now, Bronson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I like the idea of two men and two women having the tag belts. That sounds cool to me. I like that. I do not want that to be Austin Theory in any way, shape or form. <laughs> um, I love Gargano. I love Candice LeRae and I love Indy Hartwell. That's all I've got to say on that, really. I, I still don't really agree with Austin Theory being in the mix after all of these sort of speaking out allegations and the lack of sort of transparency mm. in terms of any sort of research or any sort of investigation that's gone on into it. Um, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew them pairing with Johnny was going to be their way of getting Austin, Austin Theory over. And do you know what it is? That no-look hand clap is amazing. It's mm. great. And they've done a lot of good stuff. I can't argue with it, but I just... It doesn't sit with me the same way that the Matt Riddle stuff doesn't sit with me. So I guess I'd like to see that, but maybe not. It's a shame because I don't want to see Gargano punished for someone else. But at the same time, what, what can you do? Well, I think we discussed this on the, the NXT review. We all think he's probably losing upwards. He's probably going to face Cross at the next mm. pay-per-view because Cross yeah. is some sort of weird tweener baby face. Uh, and a Garg imagine that, like Gargano... 
Like he's such a sneaky little bastard that you're going to think he could be in here. Like Cross has murdered everyone in his past, ran through Champa, beaten Valor for the title. He's going to retain next week, in my opinion. And there's going to come a part, come a point in that takeover match where you're going to go, oh my God, Johnny Gargano, look at the size of him. You're going to pin carrying Cross because I think that's the best thing to do. But I, and I like the idea of, of a four way t- tag team champions, but I, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Tell you what would be amazing as well. I know it can't happen because of the dynamics, but my God, imagine back in the day, babyface Johnny Gargano against like heel killer. Eh, I was going to call him Killer Cross there mm. eh, against heel eh, Carrion Cross. Like Johnny Gargano's whole stick back when he's a babyface was he just will not die and he will mm. not be beaten. And even winning matches when he should have lost them, he's essentially what Darby Allen was doing on eh, on AEW for weeks. Imagine that against Karrion Cross. That would just have been amazing. But yeah, he's he's sneaky, but you can't tell me it wouldn't feel like when he went against Keith Lee that time and got absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Absolutely. And uh, I reset the counter the other day, uh, Nicholas. I watched I watched Cole Gargano. Two out three Did you? You are very good. It is nectar that it's it's pure. It's the end of an era. Someone tweeted. Did someone tweet about this? Mm. Someone tweeted about this being the end of an era in terms of NXT um, when. A lot of big storylines ended and a kind of champ coming out to celebrate with Johnny after all of the, like, everything. His neck getting broke and, like, the, they were, like, in this blood feud and him eventually just coming out. It felt like the end. It felt like the real end of something huge there because think about all the people who were on that card and, like, Ricochet and Alistair Black off to the main roster despite oh. having that amazing tag match with, like... Who was still War Machine at the time? Oh, it was the end of a real. He done dropping the title. He dropped the title. to yeah. Walter. he done dropping the Walter. We had that amazing match with the two now very problematic Riddle and Velveteen Dream. Like, just was that that? What was that? Was that? Yeah, that car, like, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because he came so. out dressed as the. Yeah, like how good was all that? And it's all gone now. It's all gone. Well, let's think. Let's think oh. of the, the good that come of it. Me and you got introduced to Billy Eilish, so it's, it's not all bad news. Not personally, as we in did. Other, not we like did. she was sat next to us. <laughs> she was close enough because she was on that giant board thing in New York, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, the Spotify board on, in New York, and I will say I did get that amazing Johnny Gargano Johnny Champion T-shirt as well. Yeah. So you know, it wasn't all bad, was it? Let's be honest. Right. Final couple of quick questions here. Uh, one comes from James or Hames. I don't know how you pronounce your name, so I'm going to go with the fancy <laughs> version because I like that. Um, are you concerned AEW is adding too much content? Four shows now and being the elite, and you kind of have to follow all the shows to get a full story, e.g. Britt Baker's rise up the rankings to the title. A few people have been saying this on social media, specifically around, mm-hmm. you know, AEW's not necessarily reliance, but a lot of stuff like SCU and Baker, uh, if you're not k- keeping up to date with, dark and dark elevation you may have sort of missed out on that do you think they're doing too much it's kind of a double-edged coin this because i when this first started when aw first began i really liked their kind of commitment to we're telling stories and you it's up up to you the viewer to to understand to put the time in and and that's kind of that unwritten thing which which you would get with say prestige television like the sopranos or something like that where we promise you if you put the time in we will pay off. Like you'll get what you deserve at the end of this for putting the time in. And I did. I, when I, when that first happened, I liked the idea of it. I do think though that if you know, not everyone likes prestige television. A lot of people are casual viewers. A lot of people yeah. want it on a spoon. They want it to be fed it. And I know we might get frustrated sometimes with say WWE or AEW when you feel like, wow, oh, they're doing too much of a recap here, or they're like 
They're telling us more than me. Well, Michael Cole's got a giant pointing arrow with neon lights <laughs> on it going, look at this thing. Um, but sometimes that's what the fans are after. Not every fan is the same as you and vice versa. So it's one of those where I can kind of understand the merits of it because it does feel like, yeah, we're making a product and you should commit to that product. And But as someone who doesn't watch all of the other in-between bits, I still get plenty out of these the characters on the, on AEW who I haven't watched like the being the elites for or the uh, darks or elevations for like I've thoroughly enjoyed watching Brit Breakers Rise and I mm. haven't necessarily need, I might have enjoyed it more if I'd watched all of those things but I haven't needed that on on top does that make sense like yeah. I, it, it's felt like enough for me personally yeah. I think I just echo what Sage often says about this which is just a tweak you need for for AW Dynamite like being the elite can be you know the little like the behind the scenes or the the the, the bone the DVD extras, right? You, you don't need to watch to, to keep up to date. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a nice addition to what's going on with the young bucks, for example. You do not need to watch that to know the 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 motivation between behind them and Moxley and Kingston, whatever. I don't watch dark. I don't watch dark elevation. Enough bloody resting my life that I don't need to watch them. Um, mm. And I think you, the only tweet you need, and in particular, you'll need this when rampage get started in august i think it is it's just mm. dedicate two minutes to the show not just a little ticker at the bottom of the screen because i don't read it i do not read those as well. i look down occasionally yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh big swole got a win or this what happened or whatever just a little here's the big stories that you may have missed if you didn't catch dark or dark elevation this week it takes two minutes and like you say i think it just it just silences all that criticism of like oh another win for Britt baker really rising up the rankings she defeated and you can cut around it if you know i know dark and dark elevation or specifically dark is there to you know get talent practiced when you can't do house mm-hmm. shows any around that like it ain't difficult we've yeah. really done that in the past so that's that's what all i'd say is a tweak to to aw I love that idea. And I think some like one thing that you would offer in WWE that they do excellently well, in particular NXT, you could not watch an entire NXT run of TV shows and then watch the pay-per-view and you'll be given a video package that will give you every single beat of that story. And often, sometimes you end up enjoying the pay-per-view more if you haven't watched this, like because you didn't go through it week by week. Mm. But like, I would say that's spot on for me. Like they don't, it doesn't need to be a ton, but it should be accessible for both. It should be like, yes, the fans who watch those other shows get more of a reward from watching Mm -hmm. AEW Dynamite, but the people who don't shouldn't suffer as a result. Like there's got to be a balance in that. Marvel managed to achieve this, I think, with like a lot of their like um, MCU stuff. Yeah. Yes, if you go and watch them all, you might have watched the last two films and got every single wink and nod because it was well-earned and it had been years in the making, but you don't know, the people who didn't get those winks and nods didn't necessarily have a bad time watching those films. They just didn't get the full experience, which I think there's a, there's a way to cater to both, surely. Yeah, exactly. I left, uh, which, one, which one came first? Infinity War? I eventually watched Infinity War mm. uh, and they had the Captain Marvel sign. I went, I don't know what that is because I don't yeah. keep up with that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah. I immediately grabbed you and said, "What's that?" And he said, oh, it's "That's Marvel." <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't why like don't you just ruin the whole film because I didn't understand the ending? Why don't you just at Adam Wilborn or at Michael Hamlet or at Michael Sidgwick or M Sidgwick and find out? They'll tell you if you need to know. They'll yeah. tell you. Just yeah, one of them's got the answers. You're missing out on something. AEW Sid will know. He's uh, <laughs> he's very clued up on that sort of thing. Absolutely. Uh, final question for you then. It's risky saying that because I'll. Oh, stop. sorry as well. Simon Miller, he's a man. He does ups and downs yeah. every week. 
he'll help you out. He'll, he'll condense that down for you into a nice, small, bite-sized thing. And I'd like to think we all wouldn't be horrible to you if you just ask a simple question on Twitter. But who knows? Simon Miller's yeah. really nasty behind the scenes. You just don't see that. Uh, okay, fine. Hey, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, final question today comes from Alan Sko, uh, who quotes, Blood and Guts sets the wrestling world back 30 years. No, zombie lumberjacks set the, rest- the wrestling industry back 30 years. What current wrestling happening do you gents personally think has set the industry back? That is a real tough question, because especially when you've just rattled off. I don't agree with the blood and guts one, but definitely the zombies one is one to make you think, ooh, I mean, 30 years would be too dramatic for me personally, but uh, 30 years, what set it back? Um, I don't, have you got a one for this while I sit and think about it? Uh, I have to say, and this may be slightly divisive, death matches. Like I, I, I watched. I oh, interesting. Watched, yeah, I sat, I sat down and watched that dark side of the ring about Nick Gage, and it was intriguing and a fascinating, you know, uh, insight into to the man himself. They're just really not for me. I think light tubes are one of the worst things that have ever happened to wrestling, uh, and not just because uh, they can, you know, shiv. David Arquette in the throat and nearly kill him. Or, I mean, you've seen yourself, Nick Gage nearly does bleed out yeah. uh, at, at the Tournament of Death, I think it was, um, on that dark side of the ring. I just think that, like, that is the personification of all I moan about with Shane McMahon going, I'll just jump off that. Because then mm. the expectations arise of like, oh, well, unless someone's bleeding, you know, bleeding like a stuck pig, eh, it's not really, you know, it's kind of tame, isn't it? Whereas, like, you know, I don't want to go full cornet here, but like now what they have to go to for it to be like, wow, that's, you know, it, for a match to, to really blow people away, death defying stuff that they have to do. As much as I love it a lot of the time, you do think that, well, because of death matches, people are like, all right, yeah, well, he he fell off that. And, you know, he jumped, he jumped from the, the turnbuckle to the table on the outside. But like people do that all the time. It's like, well, hang on, no. Because think about what that does to someone. They talk about mm. taking bumps yeah. in a wrestling rings like a mini car crash. Imagine what that's like. And being the person at the bottom as well, being the person laying on the table, getting landed on. And then uh, I, I just think that the, the, the real, and I'm not shooting on ECW here because I was a fan of it, you know, growing up, it was the perfect sort of time period for me. Mm-hmm. But the extremeness has maybe watered down what should still be shocking in modern day wrestling but i would never say oh well that set the industry back 30 years because the industry is always evolving yeah i think like thinking about it yeah it'd be really difficult to put on a, a 30 years something that knocked the business back by 30 years i think the deathmatch one is for my taste personally and i can't stress that enough i know a lot of people might well be into death matches if you are that's your kind of wrestling that's cool but i just i always think about I guess you're in an age where you think about the performers genuinely. And I mm. think like, I'd, as much as, like for perfect example, Chris Jericho jumping off the cage of blood and guts, right? I don't want to see the pattern, right? I don't want to see that. That could have mm. been cut together better. Like, but I don't want Chris Jericho to be in any real harm or anybody else who was taking met, that book. Go Matt Hardy in danger. a few months ago. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want, I don't want someone to die while I'm watching wrestling. That's not what I want. Um, and I get, I, I kind of respect the someone like, say, Nick, Nick Gage, who's like, whole stick is, he's willing to go into that ring and do literally anything, man. Like, and that's a, it's a badge of honour, essentially. Like, 
some of the stuff out you see though is crazy. It's not it's not for my personal taste. And I think you got a lot of a wake up call, I think, with that when you saw it was the Kenny Omega Moxie the first time round, wasn't it? Um when they had that uh, it was the was it the barbed wire match or just the, yeah, the lights out match. The lights out match, yeah. Um and that was you know, that shocked a lot of the wrestling world who maybe weren't necessarily watching stuff like death matches and that. Mm. But that's where the birth of someone like a John Moxie comes from. You know, that's kind mm. of what yeah. his bread and butter was back in the day. I just think it down, it's about down to your personal taste, but when it's hard to ignore the health risks, you know, and I guess my personal one, not uh, from death matches, death matches particularly, but anytime I see an unprotected headshot ever, mm. like knowing what we know now and just the sort of long term, you know, wrestlers might be like, I'll take it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, you might take it. That's great. But you'll not be taking it in 60 when you're 60 years old. No. You know, if you make it to 60 years old after taking repeat, whenever I see it, do you remember when Cody took that chair shot uh, from Sean Spears? And I know that was, you know, apparently a mistake and the chair was meant to be given and stuff. That felt like a huge, like, oh, God, I hope this isn't the direction we're going. Obviously, it didn't prove to be. And I don't think it was ever a worry that it was going to be. But I just got that twang in my stomach of feeling like that's just not good for someone mm. ever. And when you watch it back from stuff you might have got a kick out of in the Attitude Era when you were younger, mm. you just think that's just a man taking it out, or a woman indeed, just taking a shot to the head. Like, and that's not good for you as we've had proven like over the however many years that medical research has developed so yeah anything that really genuinely puts someone's health at risk is never for me uh, and I you know I know your tastes might be extreme when you watch wrestling but that's not my cup of tea that no, I think that's fair enough I'd love to know your thoughts though on uh, what you think set the industry back 30 years let, know, let us know them on uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE watch they can follow both of us you can follow Adam Nicholas at it's Adam Nicholas, and you can follow Adam Wilborn at... Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at What Culture WWE. Thanks to everyone who sent us questions. Sorry for getting around to them. We'll be doing loads more of these. I love doing these. There's so much fun with all the guys here at What Culture. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling so you're notified when the next one of these comes out, as well as for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. But for now, this has been your questions answered. My thanks again to everyone who sent us Twitter questions. My thanks to Adam and Nicholas. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 